Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast presented by the Fantasy Holics. Um, as always, coming at you, Bo and Brant, uh, wrapping up week seven, heading into week out eight. We're going to talk about some waiver claims, but first, we got to talk about some big injuries that hit over the uh, over week seven. Uh, we had Brees Hall, who's uh, likely, I think, it did come out that he will be missing the rest of the year with a torn ACL. Uh, prayers up. Hope he does heal back, heal heal up, and come back. Um, I know that was a, a big name a lot of people had, you know, late in their drafts, RB three style. He had slid into the RB two role on most fantasy teams um and we saw um dk metcalf go down in the first quarter it looks like his is not season ending but it does look like he will be missing multiple weeks um there in seattle the uh official diagnosis has not come out as we're putting this cast out um and then uh we had david Njoku had a high ankle sprain left the game early uh for the uh, cleveland browns and then ezekiel elliott um who I need to go back and double check on, but he went limping off the field and and has a questionable tag right now too, uh, something to do with his ankle too. So that's something also to keep an eye on Um, for you, Tony Pollard holders. I know you, uh, you're hoping that maybe it's a week or two missing for uh, Zeke. So we get to see all of Tony. Um, But yeah, we had a lot of big injuries. Uh, Big news did just come out. Um, And I know this one's a little bittersweet for you, Bo, because this is a guy you really like. Um, and uh, Matt Ryan is getting benched this week for uh, Sam Ellinger, um, so you know that's something to keep an eye on as you're a uh, as you own any Indianapolis Colts. I think that brings uh, Jonathan Taylor stock up just a little bit more because uh, what do we always say here at the Fat Boys when you get a young quarterback in? Who's he leaning on? Those uh, typically, typically the running backs. Yep, especially when you have a running back named Jonathan Taylor. So. Um, Let's jump straight into this. I'm going to shoot it over to you, Bo. Go ahead and uh, throw out your first uh, waiver claim, unless you got something else you'd like to add before. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, yeah, definitely had a good week to watch, uh, of watching football this week, um, unless you're a, a fan of the Atlanta Falcons like I am, who had to watch the Falcons get absolutely murdered by the Cincinnati Bengals, where Arthur Smith only dialed up 13 passing plays uh, in a game that you lose. Uh, that doesn't win many games, and I will say I'm officially waving the white flag on any fantasy relevancy coming out of the Atlanta pass catchers. Kyle Pitts, Omida Zacchaeus, Drake London, it's officially uh, panic and uh, nerves uh, there with those guys. So definitely something to monitor, definitely something to be willing to pivot off of um, if you've been stuck with one of those guys. Because two weeks ago I saw 15 passes from from Mariota where he looked good, Um but not enough to substantiate fantasy relevancy. And this week we saw 13 passes in a game where they got absolutely blown out. Um, so definitely uh, not not uh, something to be excited about there um, as a Falcons fan or as an owner of any of the pass catchers in Atlanta. So um, for me, my first, my first waiver claim this week is a tight end. I know last week I, I suggested Juwan Johnson, and I think Juwan Johnson did enough that if he's still out there, he should be a guy you look at. Um, but this this guy's a, uh, a rookie tight end, which there's a plethora of them. Um, but in my opinion, the one that's looked the best to this point is uh, Cade Otten there in Tampa Bay. He's owned in roughly 23% of uh, leagues on sleeper right now. Uh, and in the last four weeks, he's had over 55% of the snap share. So he's really starting to get involved in the offense. He's starting to get things going. Um, and he's had at least three targets in every one of those games. Um, and, you know, uh, if you go back uh, three weeks ago when they played Atlanta, he did find the end zone um, and had like seven seven targets for six receptions. Um, but this is a this is a guy in, that 
you know, if you're if you are struggling with the tight ends and you're wanting to take gamble, Kate Otten very well may be a guy that you could have and, and hold for the rest of the season and, and potentially play several times over. Yeah, absolutely. He did he did look good out there and uh uh, Tampa Bay's got to find something to provide a spark in that offense. They look just abysmal this week, and um, we all know that Tom Brady ain't going to uh, go down without a fight. Um, so I, I'm going to jump in uh, and throw out another tight end, um, and I'm probably going to butcher this name, but I'm going to do my best. He is also a rookie um, with a phenomenal stash. Uh, Greg Dulich, Dulich there in uh, Denver. Um, he came out, uh, he came back um, from being on the IR. He came back week six and uh, had 12 fantasy points. He saw 71% of the snaps with three targets. And this past week, he only saw um, 59% of the snaps, but he did have nine targets and uh, he had six receptions. Um, he had 11 fantasy points um, in half point PPR. This is a guy that if you're struggling with tight ends or or even if you, you have an older tight end at Dynasty Leagues, this is a guy that I'm going to go out, take a peek at, um, try to pick him up off waivers. He's only owned in 14% of leagues. Um, and, and, you know, Denver's kind of in the same boat. They really needed to find something to spark up that offense. And th- this guy seeing nine targets with the, with the young QB. Um, we know Russ is banged up. We don't know how long he's actually going to be missing time. This is a guy that um, I wouldn't mind picking up, putting at the bottom of my uh, bottom of my bench, just see what, what it looks like going forward. And like I said, he's a rookie. Stash him on your taxi. Um, he could be the future tight end there in Denver. Uh once again, he's like I said, he's only owning fourteen percent of the leagues. Um, he's not my top waiver claim this week, but he's definitely a guy that I'd be looking at. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Um, so this one, this next one, I'm going to bring up Brant is is um, a little different because it's, it's not doesn't necessarily have to be a waiver claim this week um, with this team being on a buy. Um, but Jarek McKinnon is a guy that I know I've I've said this name several times over on this cast. Um, you know, he's been the most consistent running back in Kansas City. You know, he's the guy that's out there on the two-minute drill, um, third and long situations. He's definitely earned Patrick Mahomes' trust. Um, you know, especially um, the last three weeks, you've seen him get over three targets. I don't know if you watched uh, that Kansas City game this week, but they had like a third and third and twenty. Um, that they threw a little screen pass to Jarek McKinnon. He ended up picking like 27, 28 yards up on that, which ended up leading to a Kansas City touchdown. I know everybody was over the moon infatuated with the news coming out about Isaiah Pacheco um, being being the starter this week, getting, getting uh, the first team reps in practice over CEH. Really what this tells me is that they don't have confidence in any of their running backs except for McKinnon, who's never done anything uh, or who has never been transplanted from that two-minute offense. So definitely something I'm, I'm keeping my eye on and monitoring. And right now he's only rostered in 16% of leagues. So if you're in a deep league or maybe you are, you are that guy that had uh, CEH and you were a little down on the news of, of Isaiah Pacheco, whatever, this may be a pivot for you. And Jarek McKinnon is a guy that you can go pick up. Again, doesn't have to be this week because of the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs are on bye week. Uh, but this is, again, a Jarek McKinnon and a half-point PPR who's averaged six points the last three weeks. So definitely a guy to keep your eye on, um, you know, whether it be pick him up and stash him this week or grab him next week. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's worth noting that uh, this past week, even though Isaiah Pacheco was the um, – Starter uh, McKinnon outsnapped um, all three backs, seeing 44% of the snaps. And, you know, Pacheco, he saw 30%. He was second in there. But, yeah, McKinnon has outsnapped and outplayed for the most part, minus the touchdowns for CEH. McKinnon's outplayed most of those backs in that backfield. So, yes, he's mm-hmm. definitely a stash guy. 
Um, so my next one is um, is actually a stash guy too, uh, with injuries coming out. Um, you know, this guy is uh, he's he's sitting there behind a, a back in Tampa Bay. Um, he's owning forty three percent of the league. Is Rashad White, um, the running back? He's sitting behind Fournette, who we we do know he does miss time, but. Excuse me. White's came out and he's looked explosive with the touches that he does get. Um, he saw uh, 43% of the snaps this week. Um, now he didn't do a whole lot to really, you know, be on a whole lot of people's weight or people's watch list um, this week. Um, but like I said, his snap share, his snap share has been going up. Um, he did see the highest he uh, highest he's seen all year. And, and like I said, they're going to have to do something in that offense to uh, get some explosion, get some points up, and. Uh, it would not surprise me at all to see them lean on a young running back in white to uh, catch some passes out of the backfield and, and you know, get get some first downs and actually move the ball down the field um, because uh, Tampa Bay did not look like themselves this week or even last week. Um, and they play early this week um, on Thursday night, I believe it is. I believe they play the Ravens on Thursday night. But this is a guy that I'd be looking to go ahead and grab, especially if I'm a Fournette owner. This is a guy that I'm looking to hold on to because if Fournette misses time, this is really the only other running back sitting there in the backfield waiting to see touches. Yeah, Rashad White's definitely one of those guys that I I think he's ultimately the future in Tampa Bay too. Um, So definitely worth a a roster spot if you have him. I think – I mean, especially with the way Tampa's looked the last couple of weeks, there's a chance you might see some some of these younger guys get a chance to spark up some of the the uh, offense anyway. So definitely worth a pickup in my mind. I like Rashad White quite a bit. I'm going to go to the wide receiver position, dip my toe in that for just a second, then I'm going to come back to the running backs. Um, but the, the wide receiver that I want to talk about this week um, – is Darius Slayton. Right now he's rostered in like 6% of leagues on Sleeper, which is, first of all, it's criminal. Um, But the the last four weeks this guy's seen over 54% of the snaps. That Giants pass-catching core is just absolutely depleted right now um, with, uh, you know, Kadarius Toney out. Kenny Galladay out, Sterling Shepard on the IR. Wandale Robinson's looked good, but he's he got banged up and had to leave the game early again last week. And in his absence this week, Darius Slayton saw uh, six targets, and he, and he caught, I think, I believe four of them, and one was for a touchdown. So in week five, he also saw seven targets. So this is a guy that Daniel Jones isn't scared to throw the ball to. This is a guy that, as bye weeks are coming and going, whatever, you, this is a guy you could pick up and play and expect him to see it be peppered with targets and potentially even maybe get you 10-plus points on the week and, and save your save your week versus playing like somebody like, you know, a Marquez Valdez-Scantling or somebody like that who you got to get, you know, three receptions for 100 yards for him to be relevant. So this is just something to keep your eye on. Darius Slayton um, is a guy that I think moving forward – uh, through the course of this season, especially if Wondell Robinson misses this week, could be a big, huge name to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of us fat boys had to uh, four-start him in our deep league this week, and he hung 12 points for me. So I'm, I'm happy I picked him up a little earlier. Um, and I want to quote something with that uh, Giants receiving core that I saw this week that made me laugh and is going to make you laugh. I was watching the um, who's in, who's out there on ESPN, and uh, they, they noted that Kenny Galladay was out. And they literally said, who even misses Kenny Galladay? So, I miss him a little bit. I had to drop him for the first time after being, you know, one of my startup draft picks. But Kenny Galladay is no longer – he's no longer relevant there. 
you're you're like a dog that poops on the house, but instead of me having to take the dog over and rub his nose in it, you go rub your own nose in it. I love it. Yeah, I, well, I have to. I got to beat myself up before other people get to. So the number one waiver claim this week, I think, for anybody, and he is owning sixty percent of the uh, in, in leagues. But you do need to go out and, and just see if, if people got fed up with him and dropped him in your shorter leagues. Michael Carter, Brees Hall is missing the rest of the year with the torn ACL. You got to go pick up Michael Carter if he's in your league. He's got to be your number one claim. Um, he's entering into. I mean, he plays forty percent of the snaps with Brees Hall there, and now he's going into to the RB one and going to see the vast majority of snaps there for the Jets. And he's going to almost enter RB2 conversation for the rest of the year for fantasy relevancy. So I really think you got to go out and just, just peek at your waivers. If Michael Carter's there, there's a lot of names that I'd be willing to drop for him. Um, this is a guy that, that is, is a plug-and-play start and might be the only real plug-and-play start to pull off of waivers um, this week unless you, like you said, you're in a deeper league. Darius Slayton's a guy that you could plug-and-play. Um, the rest are um, kind of uh, depleted now, and we, we're just waiting to see. Um, but, yeah, I think Michael Carter's a good plug-and-play guy if, if he happens to be out there. Like I said, it's only 60% of the league, so there's a good chance that he might still be out there in some of those shallow leagues. Yeah, I, I definitely think Michael Carter is one of those guys that not only does he um, have plug-and-play value, but if you're able to pick him up in front of the Breeze Hall owner or you know somebody else that went like zero running backs or whatever, um, he also has immense trade value rest of season two for a waiver claim. So that's definitely one that I like. I wouldn't say, though, that he's the only plug-and-play uh, pickup because there are two other running backs out there um, based on last what happened at the end of last week. If these guys weren't picked up um, after the, the news of the trade came through, but that's the Carolina running backs. And right now, the tr- the numbers on sleeper say these guys weren't picked up that quickly. Um, you've got Donta Foreman uh, at sixty percent owned, similar to Michael Carter. Uh, 54% of the snaps this week got 15 carries for 118 yards another two targets two receptions 27 yards so very very serviceable numbers there out of Dante Foreman and then Chua Hubbard um, who was one of my favorite rookie running backs coming out last year um, got on the field for 46% of the snaps he had nine carries 63 yards one touchdown three targets two reception and 10 yards um, so and that was against a very good run defense in Tampa Bay. Um, they've got the Falcons coming up. They've got some other games. That these are running backs that I think you could pick up and play multiple weeks throughout the season. And if you're in a league where Donta Foreman's picked up, then go pick up Chuba Hubbard. If you're in a league where neither one of them have been picked up, go pick them both up. It'd be like owning the Rams backfield potentially, or um, you know Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison without either one of Foreman or Hubbard being as good as Dalvin Cook. But these are guys that you can pick up and play. Uh, just it's very similar to Michael Carter. Uh, again, they're going to have some trade value as the season progresses. Um, so definitely some names that are worth worth an addition in your uh, in your leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you talked about a duo of running backs to pick up. I'm going to talk about a duo of wide receivers to keep your eye on. They're both owned in zero percent of leagues out there, um, according to Sleeper, and that's uh, Marquise Goodwin and D. Eskridge there in Seattle. With DK missing some time, one of these guys is going to have to step in. And in my mind, I think it's going to be Goodwin is going to be the number one there to step in. Uh, it still should be Lockett's going to be the number one. But Goodwin had a very good game this week. He saw 54% of snaps. He caught uh, 
four receptions on five targets and two touchdowns. Um, he's seen over 40% of the snaps in every game that he's played this year. The only game he did not play in was week five. Um, but like I said, he's already seeing over 40% of the snaps, so I, I assume his snap share is going to go up if if uh, DK is to miss time. And like I said, rumor swirling around is that DK is going to miss some time. And then I, I, I put out D. Eskridge because this is another speedy guy that we drafted, I believe, in the second round last year out of Western Michigan. Um He's been banged up a little bit in his career. He hasn't seen a whole lot of snaps, but he did see 42% of the snaps um, after DK went down. Um, he had two rushes for uh, – I'm sorry, that was his kick return. He only had one one target. He did not get involved in the rushing game after um, dropping that um, first one, and it was a fumble that we lost. So, But D. Eskridge is a guy that they, they do try to get involved with some trickery. Uh, he's got plenty of speed. He's a guy that – um, if if Goodwin somehow gets picked up ahead of you, D. Eskridge is another guy that could be a, um, um, a wide receiver of value there in Seattle, especially if Geno keeps playing at high rate of pace that he's playing. Um, unfortunately, um, Finley, you may be right on this one. Um, um, Gino is going to get an MVP vote before Russell Wilson ever does. Um, Gino's looked really, really good, and, and and Seattle goes in and plays. You know, some games that they're going to have to stay stay involved in uh, coming up. They have um, the Giants, Arizona, uh, Tampa Bay. They might not have to stay involved in. And so, I mean, Seattle's got a late buy in Week 11, so you may see DK out till Week 11, which some of one of these guys is going to have to step into that role if if. Um, Russell, or not Russell, if Gino is going to keep playing at his um, pace that he's playing at. And also another thing I want to note is uh, after DK went da- down, Seattle ran a whole lot of uh, three tight end sets. Um, I'm assuming Noah Fant's probably not available in most leagues. Um, but Will Disley's a guy that, that could see some of the volume that DK normally sees, um, especially being out there on the on the field. Um, four three tight end sets. Uh, Disley's, you know, had a pretty decent year. He finds the end zone. Gino does look for his tight end. So all three of those guys could have some value. Um, most of those guys are, I'm grabbing off waivers late as one of my bottom claims with those three. And I'm going to see how it plays out during this next week. So which which of those tight ends do you think's the guy? Because Noah Fant, according to Sleeper right now, is only rostered in 20% of leagues. And you've got Will Disley rostered at nine percent. So, with those numbers being what they are, which one do you prefer? I would honestly prefer uh, Disley. Um, he knows the offense um, a little bit better than um, than uh, Fan. He's been there for a few years, um, and it seems that he looks for Disley a little bit more. Uh, Fan's uh, tight end twenty one in PPR leagues, and Disley's tight end fifteen. Um, so Disley's honestly the one I'd prefer to own. Um, he did see four targets and, and received four catches this week. He did not find the end zone, unfortunately. And Noah Fant saw um, three targets and only had one catch. So, honestly, Disley, in my mind, I think is the one to own. Um, I do not think he is the uh, most talented out of our tight ends. I think that goes to Noah Fant. But I think Will Disley is the most trusted of our tight ends right now. Okay, fair enough. Um, so there you go. You've got some names at almost every position, minus the uh, the old quarterback position. But uh, uh, hopefully those names help out a little bit. Again, be in mind uh, this week that uh, the Los Angeles Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs are both on by. Um, so you're missing a lot of big names there. So um, be prepared to go out and scour the waivers. You know, if you're a Patrick Mahomes or a Justin Herbert owner and you're looking for a quarterback, don't be afraid. There's plenty of names out there, I'm sure. Uh, so go out there, take Take a, take a gander and see what you can find. Uh, some big, like I said, some big names out this week with those two teams. Yeah, absolutely. And then don't don't forget it. Uh, 
catch up with us on Saturday, or Sunday morning, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, 9 a.m. Central time for your starts and sits. Um, if you still have quarterback questions leading into the week, um, we're more than happy to help you out there. Um, on who to plug and play late. Um, we also talked about some uh, player props that we liked um, this week, and um, I think we fared pretty decently on the ones we did put out. Um, so, yeah, the, the show's uh, growing. Uh, we're trying new things. Uh, let us know if you guys want to hear anything else from us, um, and we're going to keep trying to put out two episodes a week. Um, we'll be dropping another episode hopefully later this week talking about um, some projections that we like this week with some players and um, – talk about some maybe some more players to fill in on that bye week as we as we get deeper into our our research going into week eight um and then uh as always we'll bring up the uh college running backs again this week and uh as always stay hungry and stay fat my friends